0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And uh, it's been a
1: few weeks since we last talked it to has. each other, Blake. It's been a long time. Yes. You've been on, you've been on holiday. Haven't I you? have I have been on holiday. I have been on holiday. I, Some people would say as you're in the public service, you're just generally on a holiday How do you know time. I'm in the public service?
0: That that, <laughs> I,
1: that is a scurrilous accusation. That is a
0: scurrilous accusation. But once more, this the third most popular, although there has been an allegation, that we're the fourth most popular uh, Raiders podcast uh, on the interwebs. Um, doing a little bit of research into that, but um, I don't know. It could be fourth, could be third. We're still going to go with the third most popular uh, Raiders podcast on the interwebs. Um, but uh, coming to you from the filthiest storeroom somewhere hidden in Civic, of which we will never reveal the uh, location. Will be Blake. No. no, no, we will never. We will Just never. follow the rats. Yeah, <laughs> follow the rats. <laughs> and there is a stench of dead rat in this uh, this storeroom, isn't there, Blake? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Could stench. be pigeon. Could be pigeon. Could be pigeon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway, flying rats. But anyway, the third most popular Raiders podcast. Yeah, so lots to speak about. We're
1: here to talk about the Raiders and. A week is a long time in football. It is. Because we were going to do a podcast last week. Yeah, we were. And I actually looked at my notes from last week. Mm. And most of them are now relevant. Yeah, they are relevant. There was a bit of sort of hitting the panic button, I think, after the uh, after the Manly result amongst some Raiders fans. Well, look, let's look at the Manly. Before we go on to,
0: to where we're at now, the Manly result. Um... I'm going to get to this a little bit in the in the grinds my gears section later on but um, because there's an element to that where I think the match wasn't necessarily lost on fair terms um, and I've been called a, a whinger and a sour graper by a lot of people and I stand by the fact that I'm fucking right so go to hell <laughs> um, but um, the issue was our ruck defence was about as poor as I've seen it this season in that and um, I think that's where we lost the match
1: yeah yeah, look, it was a very committed, manly side. It was. And I think that um, in light of recent results, I think not that many teams will actually go to Brookvale and come away with the two points. Because it is... it is. Dez has turned it into a fortress again. Yeah. And look, if... Just touching on the Penrith game, you know, Penrith, very talented team... Mm very much lacking commitment. Whereas I looked at that Manly team before the game and looked at them on paper and went, Brad Parker in the centres, etc., cetera, yeah, yeah. et cetera, Who are these and people, how good nobodies? was he? Yeah, who are these nobodies? And I, um, I can't even remember. Garrick, is it something? Yeah, Garrick on the wing, how good was he? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Fainu, of,
0: Fainu, the guy at, at hooker. And yeah. I thought, oh, and he was ducking under legs and he was weaving around. And, of course, we knew Martin Tepau was going to be good. Martin oh, Tepau was...
1: It's, it's one thing I've always said about the good players. They always seem to play well against the Raiders. And even some not-so-good players look like good players against the Raiders yeah, but that's, that's another that's it, another Bo Ryan was looked like a champion against us sometimes he did didn't he yeah. he was a crap
0: player wasn't he He's terrible he <laughs> just dreadful player <laughs> um, but yeah no he looked good against us I, I remember one time when uh, our old 5'8 uh, Blake Austin came down when playing with the West Tigers and busted about 14 tackles in two minutes well that was the game that,
1: that clinched uh desire to
0: get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he also missed 14 tackles in yeah. the game as well, but I don't think they were paying too much attention. But, yeah, look, I'll get to the grind my gears about that. But, yeah, no, I was going to hit the panic button after the Manly game. I, I was a little bit annoyed. I was a little bit worried about a lot of things in that game. But then the Panthers' street fight at Wagga Wagga happened. It really was a street brawl too, it's wasn't One
1: it? of the One of the, um, the, the toughest and most courageous wins, you know, in recent time anyway, I think, for the Raiders. Like, yeah. there was a lot of adversity and... Uh, yeah, very, very, very tough match. And it just came down to, like, desire. Yeah, look, I, it came down for me. Look, there, there's some players that are playing
0: exceptionally well for the Raiders. In fact, there's it's easy to name the players, and I'm not going to do that, um, that aren't playing exceptionally well. But I, I want to single out a few people here. I want to single them out. And you can as well, of course, Blake. Josh Papali. Yeah, Amazing. Um, his, his run and carry with the ball is fantastic, but his defence to back it up is outstanding. He's looking lean, he's looking fast, and he looks dangerous. If there's not two people in the tackle, he's going through. That's just the way it is at yeah. the present moment. And he's getting up quickly to play the ball... A lot has been made of a lot of other players at this present moment, but Josh Papali still got to be right up there for getting the Meninga medal at this stage because he's
1: so damn. Consistent. I think because his yeah because his like he doesn't have a bad game these days, no. and because his standard is consistently so high, you just expect that now. So yeah. where he has another incredible game and it doesn't really stand out, but. um from Kevin Walters' perspective, he is absolutely the first player pick for Queensland. <laughs> he's the captain at this present moment. Because <laughs> yes, they don't he? have he's many captain. forwards, they don't have many forwards that are standing oh, out, no. and he's head and shoulders above all of them. But what do Queensland have at this present stage?
0: Yeah. You know, and that's that's the thing. I mean, someone put up a funny thing the other day about Kurt Baptiste being um, the hooker. And you know that's you not, could do worse. So you <laughs> could do worse. I mean, who the hell's gonna be? I mean, Cam Smith is saying no, and I don't sort of blame him. I mean, he, one thing about Cam Smith is he likes being a winner, and when you see the on-field stink with him and Cam Munster, he's he's happy to apportion blame. Yeah, you know? it's it's one of those things. So you know that was that was a bit of a shocker from Munster. Though. It really I was, was. like, what the, the hell, the hell is he doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> but he's you know, kind of
1: stopped and went, okay, <laughs> good. I do like a few
0: dumb decisions from Melbourne Storm. It's uncharacteristic. Another player I want to point out who's done really well. Whitehead. I'm going to get to okay. him, um, but Corey Haw- Horsborough. Now, the guy's got a hot head, and he's got to cool that crap down. He does, because he's going to give away penalties and do dumb things. But she's in that last 20 minutes of that match when it was still in the balance, because Penrith may have had a lot of injuries and may be down the bottom of the ladder, but they came to play in that game, and they played good, hard
1: football. Well, I was still, look, I was still, until that last um, no-try-try try yeah. situation... Yeah, I was pretty nervous. Yeah, I, I was. I was nervous the entire. I thought when we scored the try that skipped us ahead, we were all right. But when they
0: scored, and then the no try was coming up, I didn't know why that was a no try. Um, because there was someone in front
1: of the play of the ball. That's what it's I. It's the thought old. It was. It's the old Brett Stewart it was the sleeper. It was the I, old Brett. Remember how Brett Stewart scored that try against us? Yeah, at, yeah, yeah, at a couple of years try, ago. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. That was the rule. What, was, a, what a great call because he was. not now I look back. There was him. another one later in the weekend as well. Same thing,
0: but um. Th- that was that was a. I-, I was getting very very nervous at that stage, but because the Panthers were desperate, they lost Yo in that match. They lost um, Kickout. They lost um, the what? Name's no, brother, and didn't his brother
1: get antsy about? But that? he's been doing that every game. If anyone goes near his brother, but he is he's a hothead. Uh, well, teen Z- Zalesnyak. That was just dumb. I-, I heard him once described on League by the Fireplace as a sneaky grub because you don't realise he's a grub, but he actually. Uh, he is quite grubby. So he's
0: a Wade Graham yeah. grub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, of course, remember Wade Graham uh, giving Jack Whiten's uh, meat and two veg a good squeeze and a tackle and uh, Jackie Boy Whiten getting up and punching Fecky in the head and then Fecky <laughs> punching back and them both getting sin bin while, while Wade was running back with a smile on his face into the line. Yeah, there you go. He's a great player, our Wade Graham, isn't he? Top top class fella. Corey Horsborough though, in that last 20 minutes when things were on the line, he, did, he was doing two to three carries in yeah. the set and he was doing hard work. He was real I mean, I know Josh Hodgson was calling him on. I know he was being pushed on and yelled
1: at, but he was doing the damn work. yeah well, and obviously those bench players and pivotal they they've also I think they've as Ricky said post game they've, they've now got their spots. Yeah. those spots are the, the rotation they've given a few of them a go, and the rotations yeah. the rotation's over, and now it's those guys. You've got your spot and make the most of it. Yeah, and I think that's right. And H- Horsburgh does need to cool down. He does need to... Look... He got when... sent off in Mounties a
0: couple no, weeks ago. No. And look, when Freddie Fittler got hold of Latrell Mitchell in for the Origin team, Latrell meant for, went from being a player with superb potential, like superb potential. And you could see it back in the under-20s. The kid had something really special. You could see it back there, but he had it brain explosions. He had so many brain explosions. You could put him off his game, he'd do dumb things. Freddie Fitler got hold of him last year and said, tone that stuff. Down, teams have stopped going at him now. Teams have stopped going at him because they know that they're not going to put him off his game, and in fact, they might put him on his game. Mm. And he's now become whatever what I thought for years he was going to, and just a top, you know, top five player. He's just brilliant. If someone can get inside Horsburgh's brain, it'll um, probably happen. It'll, pro- but he does look pretty fiery. The red hair doesn't help. But he's does got it? so much effort and energy. Like, yeah. He, and this is putting too much of a tag on it, but he does remind me of a young raging bull just in the way he attacks the line with the ball in his hand he goes at it like he's a fearless Gordon Tallis that's what it looks like to me yes that's a big tag I'm sorry <laughs> I'm not actually saying he's the next I'm just saying at times that's what it reminds me of anyway big the other one is chance Nicol Klogstad it is chance by the way um Look, I want to point something out to him. And most people looking at the, the whale tail on top of his head and thinking, what the hell's up with that? And I was thinking, how does he get such drive into the line? How does he break these tacks and they go through? Have you seen the size of his ass? Yeah, he's got have strong a, legs. Have a look at his glutamus maximus yeah. because that glutamus maximus is maximus. He's yeah. got the biggest bloody butt muscles I've seen since, you know, I don't know, he's got the he's got the butt muscles of a front rower. It's incredible. And and that's why he's doing well. So uh, I want to point those out. The other thing is... Wasn't it nice to see Laurie Daly turn up in Wagga Wagga to represent with the Canberra Raiders
1: and actually be there as a member of the old boys squad? Yeah, right. He's probably he was probably paid by some sort of like betting company or something <laughs> to be there. He was there. He was there for the, the races. He was there for they brought him out for the Wagga races, which is on the the Saturday. He turned up uh-huh. and he was there representing for the Raiders. I bet you if excell- the Wagga races hadn't been on, he wouldn't have been there.
0: Laurie Daly was there, and that is the important thing. He was there, and he was, he was representing as a Raiders old boy, and it was fantastic to see, and I'd love to see more of it because there's this one thing. Jack Whiteon is looking really, really good. Imagine Jack Whiteon under the tutelage of Laurie Daly for 5'8", because not quite like for like, but the same sort of game. Yeah. Um, now let's pause and talk about something that's pretty upsetting. I think um, we're both upset about this. We both shed a tear. The John Bateman injury. How do you feel?
1: Yeah, look, it was, it was upsetting, disappointing. Um, six weeks—it's weeks. not great. No. It's not great. Uh, hopefully, he'll come back sooner. Mm. We'll wait and see. Uh, He's—he's had—he's had—he's had surgery. He's about to have surgery, mm, or I think he's had it. Yeah. So apparently, um, the surgery can speed up recovery, which you know, who knows? That would be good. But yeah, no, he's going to be a big, a big, big loss. Um, Whitehead did a fantastic job. Moving to the right mm-hmm. up against Kickout. I think he was an absolute standout in that game. And I thought you were going to mention him. Yeah. And you said you were going to, but you didn't. And the other one is Ryan Sutton. How how good's he been going? Yeah, doing? Ryan Sutton's really stepped up.
0: He had a few quiet games, and we didn't really know where he was. He came off the bench for the first couple yeah. of games, and it was like... Yeah, well, yeah he played the like, last 10 minutes of the first two games. He didn't really... Yeah, I didn't really see a whole lot of him, and I was like, oh, what's, what's all this about, you know? And yeah. then he's been playing at lock. He's been tackling everything that moves. He tackled his grandmother into the concrete of the grandstand. Um, he's been... And then he's been running the ball well, but he's yeah. really put the effort in. Really fantastic purchase, but losing John Johnny Bateman... Yeah, it's a big loss. It's it really is, loss. and coming up against the Roosters this weekend. You know, you could you can
1: live without Tarponay or Bateman, but can you live without both? Yes. So um, Hudson Young's going to replace Bateman, but I'm assuming for this game, I don't know if, I've, if I haven't actually looked at how they've set it out, mm. but you'd have to think that Whitehead again will play on the right because the Roosters' left edge of... Um, you know, uh Boyd Cordner, yep. Latrell Mitchell, yep. and Keary. Yeah. Well you want Whitehead on that side. You wouldn't want an untested Hudson Young trying to come yeah, up no. against that. No,
0: I, I wouldn't want him there either. Um at this at this stage they got him on the left and they got Hudson Young on the right. Yeah, I bet you they swap. Yeah, well uh, who knows. I mean and for some reason Bailey Simmonson's on the bench, which Apparently, I think Apparently well very that's that's just cover for for Jordan. uh, Rapana, sorry that makes a fair bit of sense Um, Emre Gula is on the extended bench with Royce Hunt is there which was nice to see and Jack Murchie's back there in the 21 jumper with Caesar of course in the 18 I don't expect unless something's wrong with Sammy to see that change no but um, yeah the they're up against a fair bit when you're looking at what they're up against with the Roosters um, and that, that pack of uh, CSA Takayao Radley who's doing well Radley's great yeah Radley's great and he's an absolute goer uh, Waria Hargrave as well he's a known quantity he's back to his he's good he's back form to again. his best yeah Boyd Cordner a star Gus Crichton a star uh, Louis at um Locke has been doing really, really well. I didn't think he would. I didn't have big raps on him, but he's continued on the form he had from last year's grand final, which was, for mine, out of the box. Yeah. But
1: all of a sudden, he's just fantastic. Keeper Cronk, obviously. A I mean, G. it's one, he's one of the... It's, it's the form player of the season at the moment, is he? Yeah, pretty much. It's one of the, you know, it's one of the best teams we've seen in a long, long time. So this is... this the is, back line this is, is outstanding. This is the test, you know. The, uh, the, but can it be without Tarpanay and Bateman? Can it be the test? Well, I think, I think if we... It's, it reminds me, actually, of 2003, right? And when we went on that really good run the start of the season. Yeah. And at the time, the critics had got to about, I can't remember, round eight or nine or whatever it was. And the critics said, as some people would say this year, well, they haven't actually come against up against any of the good sides yet. They haven't beaten any of the good sides. You well, know. we held Parramatta
0: uh, to nil, and they yeah, don't yeah. get held to nil very no, easily, do they? but
1: are they are they contenders or are they pretenders? And we came, it was a Friday night game, and we came up against the, um, the Roosters up in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to the lead, and we actually ended up just losing right at the death that game. Mm. But I actually came away feeling quite good mm. about the team and where we were at for that season. And so, having having said that with and this season... from a well, Jason
0: Bolgarelli drop ball, I mean... What yeah, well, that be? was a great... That was later in the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a great year, twenty two. big ups to you, Bolgarelli, if you're out there. I know you're listening, a long-time James listener.
1: James Bro. Yeah, yeah. James Bro. James Bro. James Bro. Do you remember he got sacked for the Raiders? Because a package was sent... To raiders headquarters containing some illegal substances, No. and it was it was uh, written the name on the package was James Bro, and he sort of turned. They kind of went, "What the hell is this?" And he turned up at at the office and said, uh, "Any packages, you know, showing up here for me?" And that's a very sad story. That's some. Um, so very, hopefully he has turned very his life around. Fortunate. Yeah, no, I'd never heard that story before. It was in the paper at the time. But look at this Rooster's backline:
0: I mean, Kronk, Kiri, Manu, Mitchell, Tupo, Icavalu, and Tedesco. That's That's a bit special. I mean, the wingers aren't set the world on fire. Brilliant. Ikevala could be. He's, he's actually looked pretty good, but everything else is... Well,
1: Tupu's, you know, been playing well. well he's back to his back to his best and look, there's the argument to have that whole four players just go
0: straight into the Blues. Back when I was living at Hughes, um, there was a recidivist and miscreant family that used to break into houses all over the place and when they got moved to Narabunda, the crime rate went up in Narrabunda like the crime rate went down in Hughes and I noticed that Daniel Tupou's ability to score and do well has gone up as much as Suliasu Varnavalu's rate has gone down in the <laughs> Melbourne Storm since Cooper Cronk has changed sides. And Cooper Cronk has an incredible ability to use a good, tall, fast winger, and that's
1: what Daniel Tupou is, and all of a sudden, isn't he looking good? There was actually an article in the Canberra Times about five or six years ago, and it said that the statistics have proven there were ten families in camera that were responsible for half of the crime.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to name names in that regard because <laughs> they're probably good Raiders supporters. Who knows? <laughs> um, but
1: yeah.
0: anyway, look, they look very good on paper, and this is a big test. And this is the thing: um, we beat them last season at the end of the season when we had nothing to play for. and yeah. It was a good gritty match, and we had player upon player on pl- upon player out injured, and the Roosters had everything to play for, and we won that match. And it that
1: was, was though, you know, that was the uh, old loss they had to have, wasn't it, in the lead up to the. In the finals. And then we beat South the following week as well. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't want to have that, but um, they went, they, you know. They didn't they lose another game.
0: It. No, they didn't lose another game. That's very, very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a hard match up there. And without John Bateman, it's going to be very interesting. for For me, it's like, you know losing Jon Snow from, you know, the Battle of Winterfell. It's like, my dear, Jon Snow didn't, he didn't do, do that whole much. lot in the Battle much. of Winterfell, is he? I mean, he pissed off Daenerys, you know, he racked off when she was in trouble, leaving it to Mormont to, you know, get the axe from the whites, right? He didn't get past the other dragon to get to the tree and protect Bran. No. And, you know, quite frankly, why did he want to protect Bran anyway? I mean, he's such a miserable yeah, well, bastard. Yeah,
1: well, what about the actual white walkers themselves? They did nothing. They did nothing. They stood behind <laughs> the bloke. They had, her, had one job. In. They had and one jobs. job. And Arya <laughs> <You laughs> comes through
0: like a ghost. You know what would have be been cool if one of them had pulled off, you know, come up and stabbed him, and it was Arya with a White Walker's face on her. Yeah. That would have been
1: ultra well, cool. Well, I thought that was going to be something. I thought that was going she was going to have a dead person's face on, or, that would or awesome. something like that. Anyway, she, she came through very
0: well in that. But, you know, it is. John Bateman injury is like losing Jon Snow at the Battle of the Bastards. How's yes. that? Yes. At the Battle of the Bastards. You know, that, that's a thing But yeah, Roosters Suncorp is going to be very, very difficult But um, this week, this week we've got a new segment for you viewers out there And it's called Blake on the Burst And Blake on the Burst is a new segment Where uh, Blake
1: gets a little bit upset about things And tells you what he really thinks This is my, my sort of version of what grinds my gears, isn't it? Mm. Okay, so I've got a few I'm going to start with Jared Croker mm-hmm. His name is Jared Croker Mm-hmm. he's been in the Raiders first grade team now for what it's it's over it's 11 years is it 10 or 11 years now it's a long time well
0: he's, he was with the under 20 side that won in 2008 so we're 11 years at least with the club I think
1: 12 yes um he'll, he'll, no one will play more games to the Raiders no, no. one will score more points he'll no. be in, in hold every record tries you name it Captain, in fact, captain,
0: captain of Did the you, side for quite a few years now. I think you'll find. Do you think people leading at, point scorer in the NRL? I
1: think three times and you, leading this season as well. Do you think people might, at this stage in 2019, be able to get his name right? What well, you don't want them to stop <laughs> calling him Jared Crocker, do you? Jared Crocker. There was uh, Jared Cronker was in the <laughs> Daily Telegraph. <laughs> <laughs> there was Jared Jared Crocker for all the um, the Wagga New South Wales yeah. uh, media stuff. Um, during games, he's been called all. Joe Croker, I've heard, and of course, um, on the odd occasion that Ray Warren um, calls a Raiders game on Channel Nine, it's he only calls him Jason Croker. Oh yeah, yeah, but he was, calling,
0: he was calling Brett Mullins, Russell,
1: and Bill Mullins his entire career. So he's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he can be excused. A he's because like, he's like, been around and seen those. Players yeah, play. and he's like eighty something years old, and yeah, he yeah, yeah. last time he came to Bruce Stadium, yeah, yeah, Jason Croker was, was playing. playing yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's right. He was. I, I saw Jason
0: it? Croker the other day at um, at uh, the coffee shop owner in Fishwick, and he was a really good bloke. got a
1: nice chat with him. Yeah, he gets around. He gets. He's got a. Co- he's got a few coffee shops, I think. But and uh, you see him at. He's. I see him at most. Um, at most home games. He used to hang out at the uh, TAB, TAB, but it's not yeah, there yeah. anymore. Well, I yeah. asked him his opinion on what he thought of the season. He was
0: actually pretty uh, pretty optimistic. He really liked this is before a ball was kicked. He really liked the English recruitment. He loved the look of it. Yeah. So, and um, as you know, you know, very good bloke, our, our leading games player at this present stage, although Jared Crocker will. Sorry. Jared
1: Crocker. <laughs>
0: Joe Crocker. <laughs> we'll take that next year. Yeah. yeah, no, that that definitely, Blake, that is, you know, I'd be on the burst about that too. Yeah, it's about time. If they're earning their money, the cap Sort it out.
1: Sort it out. The long-term captain, the long-term captain of a rugby league club in the Australia. The amount of Raiders fans you see that write on various forums and, and Facebook, etc. Yeah. Jared Crocker it's it's a daily occurrence yeah I look I, it
0: might also be autocorrect it might also be autocorrect yeah or maybe
1: rugby league fans just aren't that bright No. I won't hear of it. I will not hear of it. Basically, we've implied they're they're stupid criminals, Raiders fans. Look, rugby league. Rugby Rugby league is is inclusive.
0: It's a very simple game played by very simple people and watched by even more simple people. And talked about by the most simplest of all. Okay. But now we've finished that season, uh, uh, that that particular section of Blake on the burst. Thank you. I wanted to get down to what grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And you know what grinds my gears this week? No idea. I've got a number of things. Right, first one, I want to talk about Jimmy Maloney. Look, you love him. I you do. Pen, you when, pen he's an not, open... when he's not playing us. Yes, I have written on the on the You law. penned an
1: open love letter.
0: I did to <laughs> Jimmy Maloney. I've taken my photo with him. When he's not playing us, I absolutely love him. When he's playing against us, he's the most cheating, niggling sack of crap you could possibly have one the misfortune to come up One of the biggest
1: against. grubs since Gary Freeman. In a, in a classic half-back
0: grubby way. Yeah, but grubby in a far more personable way than Gary Freeman. Gary Freeman was a nasty grub, whereas Jimmy Maloney is a... There's joy in his grubbery. There's joy in his grubbery. There, look, he, he he's, he's the guy who was in detention every week because he was mucking up and gave no one any respect, whereas Gary Freeman is the sort of person I always thought that was really... You know, in the 1989 Grand Final, go look, at, watch the replay. I'm sure we all do fairly frequently... He's the one doing swinging arms and facials. You know, and it's even, even, even after Steve Jackson scores the incredible try, he still sort of comes, still comes in and a all, swing he in he's still rubbing rub his face. And that's the thing, whereas Jimmy Maloney's more your miscreant. But, you know, he's done things. If you go back to the 2016 major semi-final at uh, Bruce against the Sharks, when Papali makes that break and Baptiste stupidly goes from uh, from dummy half as opposed to passing to his right to an unmarked Joey Lulua, um the player who's offside, and this is why Baptiste was running, he knew he knew James Maloney was offside and should have been sin because he was last man on the line. Yeah. Jimmy Maloney had never got onside; he had only just passed the play the ball yeah. when he turned around and made that tackle, and he's standing right in front of my friend Matt chicken and I, I probably never will forgive uh, Mr. Chicken Leg chicken for that one. He's great referee, he's wonderful, but geez, he missed the hell out of that one. But at and he sent Jack White into the sin bin. He did in the in Melbourne. Melbourne match. The only player, and this is a statistic for you too, and I was keeping all of the stats that season for this, the only player that season sin-binned outside the defensive 10. 35 metres out with a full line behind him, he decided that Jack Whiten was going to go to the bin. That
1: was outstanding. You know, I was on Facebook, um, would have been a couple of months ago, and I it was, it was going through Suggested Friends? Mm. <laughs> Matt Checkin, Suggested Friend. Tim Gore is a mutual friend. I'm, yeah, I like. I, did, great bloke. I didn't send him a friend request. He's he's
0: my fa fo- Well, look, I, I ran into Grant Atkins the other day. I wasn't going to bring this up because I know some people were annoyed with him at the Wagga performance. But it, I believe him to be the best ref after checking. He's the fairest. He I, he's, a, he's a hell of a good bloke too. Um, I ran into him in the Blue Mountains the other day, and um, you know he tried to avoid me as hard as he could, but I wouldn't let him. Um, <laughs> It was pretty good. Um, But, yeah, no, yes, I'm friends with them on Facebook. Um, But, yeah, Jimmy Maloney cheating. Geez, that grown my gears. When there was no penalty from the bunker for the obvious chicken wing, that ground my gears incredibly. But then... He when, were, when He got <laughs> off at the judiciary. I mean, what does he have to do? Hold a gun to a head and pull the stinking trigger to get suspended? Oh, my God. He's got... A, it, you just think, you know, back... If one of our players did that, if Joe
1: Tarpanay had done that... If Joey Lerner-Lua s- had done that... Suspended for 12 weeks. Phil Gould would be wanting him but banished from the NRL. Yeah, that's right. Well, not Phil Gould anymore. Phil
0: Rothfield. Yeah, because, you know, like... But Jimmy Maloney, oh, he can do no wrong, our sweet, sweet Jimmy. And... Yeah, so anyway, moving but, right along. Yeah, moving <laughs> right along. There are many, many, many reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. One, two, three. Yeah,
1: and look, and I said I'd get to this Elliot Whitehead. Amazing. So he started the season, and people were going, oh, he seems a bit off his game. But I think he's evolved as a player. Oh. And I think when he first came to the Raiders, we saw him more as a sort of ball playing type of, of back A rower. running edge back row. Yeah. And he can still do that, Hmm. but he's just evolved into just like an absolute tough, tough, never-say-die... He's, competitor. A, he's a street brawler. He's the man.
0: He's like Steve in cricketing term analogy. He's like Steve Waugh. He's the guy you want in your trenches because he is not going to give up. Yeah. He is going to fight until the very last thing. I have been like for mine this season, and I know that we're all loving on Johnny Bateman. We all are. That's no question. And and CNK has been wonderful and Joey's been fantastic. Jared Croker has yeah. come back into his
1: career best form. And some of the and not just from Whitehead, but across the board, some of the desperation in mm. those try saving tackles. Yeah. It is Holding amazing. people up over the line, pulling them down short. It's it's the best I've uh, seen for a long, long time. Since 1995. Yeah. It's the best defence since
0: 1995. I, I'm not ashamed to say that at all. I'm not scared to say that. thing think it's right. But in amongst all the Papali efforts, the Josh Hodgsons, the Ryan Suttons, the Jack Whiten, who's been absolutely fantastic. I'll get to him in a second. Chans, um Rappina, lua has been superb. Croker's yeah. in career best yeah. form. Nick Kodrick Clark- a little bit quiet. Yeah, but he's coming. He's yeah. come, he was good against Manly. He was yeah. very good against Manly. Um, in fact, he was the best game against Manly. He was a bit robbed for not winning that match because he was excellent. Elliot Whitehead's been our
1: best player this season. He's been our best player this he's season. He's probably if there was if there was you know they still do. Well, is the Meninga Medal chosen by the players? No. Oh, actually, I don't know. You think it is? I think yeah, maybe. Yeah, it is. he's a sort of he's a sort of player on his performances. At the beginning that players pick. Just about every week, I'd say. Yeah, I just he's just been
0: amazing. Um, and last week against Panthers, there was no question in my mind, the reason we won that match was him. Yeah. I mean, there was other great things and people did it, but the desperate, the incredible defence, the hard defence... Um, I didn't like seeing Isaiah Yeo get injured because I really like Isaiah Yeo. He's a great player, but when he came down in that tackle, who was it that made that tackle on him? Whitehead. It was Whitehead. Same with Kickout. When Kickout went down, who was it that made the tackle? It was Whitehead. Yeah. When Daly Cherry Evans went down, yeah. who made that tackle? And he was through the line, DC. Yeah. When he made that tackle, it was Whitehead. And it's just this is the thing. He's not just grabbing hold of him. He's so damn strong. He's smashing them down. Yeah. I, I, I love him. But let's get to Jackie Boy White and another. Reason to be cheerful. What do you love the most about Jack White in this season? He's not trying to pick fights in civic. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is a highlight, and that, that was one of the things he had to do, and it's what he was told loud and clear by the club. Do you want to be a footballer, Jack, or yeah. do you want to be a you want to be a footnote in the I history? I think of actually, the when
1: the video actually came out as well, it was the most, um, it was the most sort of uh, limp, terrible attempt at, a, at a, a drunken rampage I've ever seen. There's only one good punch was landed in the whole video and, and that was on by the, him <laughs> that was by the little bloke that he headbutted. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: but and look and this is the thing but you know he said he was going to turn around he said he was going to get his his head right. Nah, he he's said to get his player shoes on and while he's had a few things with kicking out on the full No but his kicking like against Penrith was amazing. And he's done the there was the 40-20 against yeah. the Broncos which when we were looking like it was going to go in the shape of a pair he got that and it was a beauty kick. Um, because he wasn't an AFL player too I believe but um, oh, was, he's one of those guys he's obviously the, just a natural athlete and you know he would have been good at, yep. good at he's, everything he's running at the line and he's putting people through and he's backing up and his
1: defence he's yeah. well and look he's finally this week um, that you know some articles have come out and saying that he actually you know has a shot at Blue's um, mm. Blue's contention I wouldn't by any means suggest that they pick him at 5'8 at but I'm sure he could still do a great job at centre and generally um, you know i'd pick him at 14 yeah i think well, he will be the, to, i'm calling it now he's going to be picked well, at 14 well he can cover the forwards he can cover the backs
0: where he can at a pinch he can go into lock he oh, can easily. definitely do 58 he can definitely do the centers at a pinch he can do the wing and he can definitely do full back i think he'd do and, wing and no he's hard, and that's the thing that's yeah. why he's going to get the 14 jumper and
1: also you know the, the sort of the there's two schools of thought you know with state of origin and rep teams is whether or not you pick the best player in each position mm. Or whether or not you just pick the best 17 players and you find ways of getting them into the team. Well, how and often do you see that, Brad
0: Fitler playing lock? Yeah,
1: well, if you're going on that criteria, he's got to be in there because he's one, oh, yeah. definitely one of the form players. I think he'll get the 14 jump. And he's tough as anything. And, yeah, his defence is made for origin. And I feel very sorry, in fact, for Croker and
0: Lua because, sorry, Joe Cronker um, <laughs> and, and Joey Lalua for the fact that, you know, you've got Latrell Mitchell in their way. Yeah. And... Um, He's just doing brilliantly, and it's. Well, why would you drop him at this present stage?
1: There's still, you know, the potential that um, Joey Leuluai could play on the right because the, the thing standing in front of Croker um, is Latrells on the left. Mm. It's the same side, but there is a spot because obviously James Roberts now playing reserve grade for. But he's not going to. Yeah, get he's picked. he's unlikely to get picked. I yes. would have said, but I still don't think they'll pick. I still think that there's probably more chance of. of um, of Jack White and getting that position I just think BJ is one of those people where they've just decided not nah.
0: oh, he's playing such good football I
1: know but I, just think, I think they've just decided he's, nah, he's, he's culturally or whatever reason they don't well want
0: this is much I will tell you for sure the Queenslanders are trying desperately to figure out how they can link Elliot Whitehead and John Bateman and Ryan Sutton to being Queenslanders <laughs> They'll be trying desperately to figure out how to do that. And you know what? They'd be right to do it. They'd be right to do it. And Josh Hodgson, while we're at the subject, they'd love yeah, Josh Hodgson's <laughs> all, of a all
1: All those guys have walked straight into Queensland too, Reveal mate. his
0: grandmother, you know, once visited Cairns. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Hodgson had walk into the Queensland side. Um, so that's good. Look, another reason to be cheerful, our defence.
1: We've already gone over it, but can my I goodness. say one thing? And this is no, without defence. Yes, and we'll yes, a, a reason to be cheerful. Um, do you remember how like in seasons gone past how routinely we would concede tries the mm. easiest tries in the league yep. where basically a winger would stroll over unmarked it yep. usually happened on um, Edric Lee's side and I don't think it was actually Edric Lee's fault no, no. but it was the deficiencies in the middle mm. that meant that we were getting caught short on numbers out wide Hasn't happened at all this year. No. Hasn't even remotely come Th- close to happening. There's been
0: some stroll over tries, but they've been in certain circumstances.
1: Well, that... there's a couple close to the line where either it's been either Sam Williams or actually mm. um, Jack White have come up out of didn't the line.
0: did Sammy tackle well against Penrith? Yeah. He brought big men down one-on-one about three times when I thought they were through, and he didn't just bring them down. He definitively brought them down. There was two legs tackles with... Um, second rowers mm. like trying to monster him and go past him and he grabbed them not just around the, the boot laces but around the knees wrapped them up and smashed them down one on one and I went
1: good on you Sammy God the just a quick side note the Panthers were very ordinary when you look at their team and the players and the Ivan Cleary as a coach I don't know they basically just do those sort of, those sort of pass it out block play pass it out block play yeah. and Unless it's Kicker or Walker Blake going through, just because they are massive, massive. powerful units, mm. they've got nothing. Yeah. Very disappointing. I'd be very Look, disappointed I if when I was we were chasing
0: it. Dylan Edwards at the beginning of the season. Wow,
1: well, we're so lucky we didn't get him. Oh,
0: and I thought, I oh, wish we got Dylan Edwards instead of C&K.
1: Yeah. Wash my mouth out. Wash my mouth out. CNK, you're a Well, CNK is obviously also a lot cheaper. And The other one um, was Dufty as well. It won't really? be cheaper for long. No, the other D- one was Dufty as well. Yeah, well, and no. I'd still take CNK. CNK C- is the Dufty man. Is... Amazing speed in the speed stakes, but he doesn't have a whole lot else. It's been a few times with C&K when a bloke's come through,
0: it's one-on-one, and you, I'm just assuming that, oh, well, he'll give it a bash. But And then he brings them down. I'm thinking, yeah. how the hell did you do that? That guy's big. But the last reason to be cheerful I've got, and this is a great one for all us green people out there, only twice in the history of the NRL from 1998 forward has a side in the top four after round eight missed the finals. Only
1: Twice. I can't see us missing the finals at this stage. If you look at the 16 teams and you look at the bottom eight and the top eight, I don't see, from this point on, I don't see a lot of teams outside I've, the eight moving. It out. has happened twice. It has happened twice. That's something that you have to
0: remember. But at this present stage, uh, you know, Kunga came style. The odds are ever in our favour. What um what position were we at in 2016 at this stage? We weren't as high as third, obviously. Oh, no, no, no. We uh, It was after the origin or during the origin period when a run of ten straight. Yeah. And we were either just outside the eight or just inside Maybe the eight we at that were just point. Just in the eight, yeah, yeah. It's either just in or just out. And we made that run and got to second position on four and against. Um, and and that's where we were at. But here's the thing. This is the other thing. Only one side in the history of the NRL has forced themselves into the only sides in the top four um, have, won have ever won it. Yeah. Um, only one side has forced their way into the top eight after this stage in the season, after round eight in the season, and won it. And that's the West Tigers in 2005. And the West Tigers in 2005 are the biggest outlier in premiership. They hadn't played in a prelim or um, a grand final previously. Their team average was massively low. Um, They only just made into the four. They weren't in the four before the origin period. All of these things were massively against them, and yet they got in there. And it was just the dragons and... um, The dragons
1: body capitulated. The dragons,
0: the storm, and um, the eels, who all had the running that year... All fell to pieces. But that's the other thing. The Dragons, put money on them capitulate. This is the thing about them. No side has been in the four so often at and the end of Round 8 out, and yeah, then yeah. dropped out. No side has been in the eight so often and then been pushed out in the history of the NRL. They, 2005
1: was the one when they were sending the, the text messages, wasn't it? It was Luke, Luke Thompson was sending Justin Poor the text messages on the team bus or something. It's all this internal t- turmoil.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of internal... Yeah. Lance Thompson, you mean? Yeah, what did I say? Uh, Justin Thompson. Justin Thompson. I don't know where you got that. Maybe from Joe Cronker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I think that's about all we've got time yeah. for on this we'll week's on edition on of Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Um, once more, brought to you with the very, very guarded and uh, reserved support of the Greenhouse. Get on there, get arguing with people. They love it. Um, shout, out, shout out to OSG from the Greenhouse. Uh, and shout out to GE, of course. Great man, our GE. Um, get on there, argue with people. Yeah, brought with the very qualified support of the Greenhouse. Um, This is the third most popular or we're asserting the third most popular Raiders uh, podcast out there on the uh, webs. Uh, Blake and the Pork, Raiders Review. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya.